part of me wants to keep that crummy ass sound. <laughs> is it a, is it at eleven or what? <laughs> I don't I don't know why it does that. It's at like half. Know. It's it's yeah. twelve kilobits. We could go down to one kilobit and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> could do a chip tune intro song. It's, oh wait, that's still eight bits. <laughs> Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, <laughs> where we are simplifying the good life. I'm back, and I'm Guthrie Straw. Hey, welcome back, Guthrie. I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit adventures, and life hacks, and today, how many modes can you go? How many <laughs> is too many? No many. No many. <laughs> no many. None, none more modes. Depending on your version of modes. We've got JP and Eric in the studio this evening. How's it going? Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I think a swing bike counts as a mode, just for oh, starters. For sure. At least one. Oh, yeah. The most efficient mode. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is good, because it's efficient <laughs> both from a mental um, at, easy, at easiness, I guess. It, it's good mental fortitude. And it's also a bike that gets you from A to B. Absolutely. So you can enjoy it extra while you go there. <laughs> I got. I just got a chance to ride the swing bike out in the parking lot while we were prepping for the show. I have to say, if somebody ever says, would you like to ride a swing bike? The only acceptable answer is yes. And please. <laughs> uh, but we'll also be talking about canoe camping, bike camping, blade packing, and a couple of other things this evening. Uh, so yeah, excited to have you on the show. Thanks. Uh, but first... You were gone for a while. I was gone for a while. Yeah. yeah. What happened? What happened? Were you, were you mad? No, I wasn't mad. <laughs> I just I just needed to escape. <laughs> because you were mad? No. Oh, <laughs> was I mad? No, I more just realized uh, I haven't really taken a vacation in like a year and a half or two-ish years. Um, and getting towards the end of the summertime here, kind of looked out at the calendar and realized that I hadn't even gone bike camping this summer. Oh. And so something was like in order. Right. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, go visit the Southwest with my dad for the last two weeks. So we had kind of like a father-son trip, if you will, out into the middle of the desert where there were plenty of uh, pieces of flora and fauna, as it turned out. And yeah, nothing like kind of chilling in the middle of a BLM piece of land with nobody else that you see for five or six days to uh, read some good books and do some thinking and hang out with your with your with your dad. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was good. Arizona and uh, Nevada are interesting places. Yeah. Um, so it's so of, high desert or uh, I don't know if it would technically be high desert. We we got pushed pretty far south. Um, originally, we were looking okay. at stuff kind of like middle part to northern part of Utah. Mm hmm. But the weather window that we had for the two weeks um, just seemed to be swinging things either, e even more southwise. And so we went down just south of Salt Lake City and um, sort of had our base of operations, if you will, out of St. George. Uh, but once we got out of town, we stayed very close to the Grand Canyon Parashant National Monument um, or in it for a couple of nights. And then um, that's kind of the interesting thing about the Southwest. And like every time I go back down, I'm reminded of this is that your sense of scale just gets completely blown out of proportion or blown into proportion, depending on like which, which way you're coming <laughs> yeah. from it. Um, but it's, it's very similar to Alaska in that respect where you can 
kind of like look at something and be like, oh yeah, that's like half an hour easy. And then like four hours later, you're like, wow, huh, cool. I still see that thing that I was looking at earlier and right. thought would be this, this much closer. Um, but yeah, we had a pretty good vehicle. So we were able to get out into a lot of the places that you'd usually be more associating with um, like rugged ATV type four wheeling vehicles. But the benefit of that was that we took our time and then kind of posted up, you know, and had a, had a camp for five or six days and then kind of decided if we liked it, it would stay. And if we didn't, then we moved on. Right. On. And that was that. Um, cool. But yeah, the, the wilderness was amazing. Really great nights. First time I've seen the stars in a long time, uh, at least from a Portland standpoint. Uh, almost got bit by a rattlesnake and we that's, s- that's how you know you're doing it right that's how we know we're doing it right <laughs> yeah um we took a took kind of a recommendation from a friend of a friend and turned out to be a really good one so we were mostly down for the second half in an area called little finland and little finland has this really neat set of eight keyhole sort of like slot canyons and it was just recently turned over into a national monument or became part of the national monument so you see this really interesting um, sort of access and, and I guess, changeover from what it used to be. Like, there's a bunch of ATV trails that uh, people used to just come out there and go, like, wild through through the desert. Um, so it's really nice from a management standpoint that um, they're now sort of codified into roads, and those oh, cool. places are going to start being protected for yeah, future yeah. generations to see. Um, and then at the same time, it was interesting from the other perspective of um, land management and people who you know, wanted to camp in, but do sort of pack in, pack out deal where a lot of the like really good campsites were closed down. And so we found ourselves kind of like, I, my dad's an old forest service uh, employee. So we, we found ourselves discussing a lot of like opinions about land use and, you know, where, where, where does that line lie, you know, for people across the spectrum to really enjoy uh, the beauty that we have in that, in that area. But I think it's a pretty good one. Um, And I think that the wildlife that we saw there was partially due to the um, decrease in sort of uh, maybe degradation of that area or or like less or people coming in less and, people and, uh, less okay. ways to like legally screw things up in terms right. of that um, and, I, and I won't go too much into it but we were like <laughs> maybe 15 miles from the Ammon Bundy ranch so oh, it's really? like that part of okay. the world yeah yeah uh, so in- interesting times I'll put it that way and, and lots of lots of flags <laughs> any good signs that you saw yeah there were yeah. some good signs I mean you, you're classic like hey if you go here I'm gonna shoot you um, <laughs> and so you, you don't go past that that um, sounds really polite by the way oh yeah. accent or uh, uh, inflection mine right uh, <laughs> that's that's from a old I had, I had a yeah, I had a friend who used to say that every time he saw one of those right. signs so I think I, I just pulled from his memory there um but yeah it's 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 kind of um something that that from a city planning and like an urban planning standpoint it really struck me is uh st george for example is the largest growing city in the u.s at this present point or i, I would no need kidding. to like check wow. that stat but you could tell in arizona um in utah utah yeah okay. just south of uh just south of salt lake city and so, um, so I, was, I was thinking like phoenix <laughs> or Somewhere around oh, there, yeah. and uh, I would, had that title at one point. Oh, and I would say take what I just said with a grain of salt. Like I've okay. not looked it up, but everybody we talked to basically kind of had that that creation story about St. George, or like the really? fastest growing city in huh. the U.S. Um, What's so I, the draw? The draw, I think, is that it's not Salt Lake, and it's <laughs> okay. still in Utah would be uh-huh. my guess. Um, okay. I mean, you've got some really good access to outdoor recreation, and the city itself 
probably uh, yeah, at this present point in time has a better water supply than Salt Lake does. Um, but I don't know too much or, or wouldn't shouldn't probably state too much about the local politics. Um, I think from an urban planning standpoint, it was a really interesting exercise in um, ways that we talk about often on the show of, of making sensible planning and what are your priorities and what are your goals as a urban center or a city and how can you, um, I guess, make them more autocentric or how can you make them less autocentric? And I would right. say that St. George falls very firmly in the uh, first of those two categories. So um, it's just interesting because you kind of like, that's one of the things I love about travel is you get out of your Portland bubble. Yeah. And it's yeah. very important to do that is as often as you can. Um, cause you just kind of get to see things from a different perspective and that was really nice. Wow. But yeah. That was yeah. my trip. That wasn't all, the, that wasn't all of my trip, but <laughs> th- those were my thoughts on my trip. It's pretty close. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's good to get out. And like you said, get out of your Portland bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I've been trying to get out of this Portland bubble for a while and I have not been able to. Yeah. Yeah. Flying standby has not done me well. Oh, no. <laughs> but you have been to Minneapolis. I did. I did get to go to Minneapolis uh, not too long ago, but I tried this weekend and failed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does that mean you have to wait at the airport? Yes. Yes. So I was actually like just telling JP by. and Eric about this before we started record, <laughs> okay. recording. Um, I... So we've had a lot of a lot of luck with Anna anyways, um, taking the very first flight out, which means like, you know, 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. you're getting up and, and trucking to the airport. Um, but sort of worth it in that, like you kind of have a guaranteed seat. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look. Well, I can anyways. Um, anyone who's kind of got these flight privileges can look uh and see like what flights are listed and how many people are standing by hmm. uh, and uh saturday i tried to go to minneapolis and the first flight out was there was like five like a family of five uh already assigned mm-hmm. um for assigned the standby seats for, for the first flight out okay. for the standby seats gotcha. and, and i was like oh okay so i'm not going to make that one so i purposefully waited for the second flight out mm-hmm. and um, you know, one of the things I've, I've also gotten the habit of doing is like, um, obsessively checking the standby lists mm-hmm. as I'm going to the airport. Like I'll, I'll be sitting on the max. This actually happened a couple of weeks ago, sitting on the max, looking at the standby lists and then finding out like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. And then getting off the max and getting on the <laughs> mm. next one back home, oh, yeah. texting Anna. Yeah, I'm not going to make it That's this That's pretty weekend. useful, though. You save yourself a good amount of time <laughs> yeah, in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sitting at the airport, you know, um, which is kind of what happened. So I get to the airport. At one point, I, I just decide, like, okay, I'm the only one listed. I'm totally going to make this. So I get to the airport, and mm-hmm. I get to the gate and sit down, and I look, and that same five people who were on the first flight – Oh really? Are listed. Oh wow. Uh, on the flight that I was on. And is like, it is it a matter of like hitting the buzzer before anybody else hits it? Like that's mine. Uh, not exactly. It goes okay. by like um, essentially by seniority. Oh, interesting. So you know, uh, Anna being a fairly new employee, and you know my my uh, uh, chances of getting on are tied to her mm-hmm. seniority. Gotcha. Um, and these people have. It, it actually tells you, like, you know, um, what the seniority date of whoever it is. It doesn't tell you who's the actual airline employee, but, like, mm-hmm. what the seniority date is mm-hmm. of these people. And it was, like, 
two years ago. Oh, you know, okay. so they, that's not you know, so bad though. I was no, thinking, no, no, I was no, gonna no. like guess like two or three decades or something. Like <laughs> no, that. every now and then you'll get someone and it's listed. It'll say like retiree and it'll like give like mm-hmm. these the seniority data like something in the in the eighties or yeah. something. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm catching that max back. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, but now that maxes are free, it's uh, it's great, right? <laughs> yeah, they're Sarcasm. free. Sarcasm. Kind of. <laughs> you mean like you've already paid for the ticket? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really cover that, Did actually. maxes go free when I, no, when well, I was in the Southwest? Uh, there was this whole thing where there, there, uh, it, a, court, a court ruled it's unjust to, uh, what is it, randomly ask people oh, for fares? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that yes. I did read about. So I just took that as, oh, it's free now. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> it, I guess in some contexts I mean, it would be. In, in a way, I mean, there's no way to enforce the fare on the max. So one could interpret it that way. I'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding, though. I pay every time. It would it'd be <laughs> wrong to do that. Yeah. Well, I, I did notice it was, um, you know, I, I won't won't state too much because I haven't haven't read too much into it. But I noticed it was an excellent way to crack down on people getting free rides to Timber Games. Uh, is is what I did notice about oh, the I previous thought it was policy. To crack down on people getting free rides to Blazer games. Oh, yeah, could be, <laughs> could be that. That's, That's when I noticed double them. benefit. It's like, oh, it's game night because I see a lot of a lot of transit cops. Yeah. Um, riding on the max. Yeah, I'm just still uh, like, this is gosh years after they've changed it. I'm still happy. There's no like fair zones still. I'm, oh I'm yeah, the zone system punch. was pretty bad. Yeah, I got I, I got do miss fairless the, the wrong end of that zone yeah. system. Yeah, <laughs> that that tripped me up once too. Yeah, it's like my ticket's valid, but it's valid for ten cents less than it needed to be because I didn't realize we switched zones. Right. So it goes. Um. Oh, so Saturday, trying mm-hmm. to get on a flight, and these five people uh, listed before me. Uh, I'm not gonna like, not like gonna go into too much detail, but I'll say like four of them got on, the last one didn't, and someone didn't make the flight or almost didn't make the flight. And mm-hmm. so the, the ground crew is like, Oh, you get to surprise your family. This is mm. so great. You get to get on the flight. And you know, I'm not getting on the flight. Mm. So I'm like kind of in this mode of like, ah, screw you, Mr. <laughs> guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm still like there because anything could happen. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Someone could like throw up and not be able to like take the flight and they'll have to like kick him off. I might be able to take that seat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really bad example. <laughs> I really hope someone gets dysentery. You like recognize the con- the the um like normal range of people who fly standby, and you're like, would you like these free chips? <laughs> By the way, they don't make you throw up, but uh, you're welcome to eat them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, that'd be that'd be too uh, no, no. too cunning, I, right? Um, but. At this point, like, I'm already at the gate. I might as well just sit and, and watch it take off or, mm-hmm. or just, you know, watch everything happen. And so um, what I assume is the father of this family of five is, like, about to get on the plane. And just as he's, like, almost foot through the threshold to the gateway, someone comes running up with their boarding pass in hand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm late. Oh, don't take off. Don't oh take goodness. off. So you and both just, lost out. Just that, that joy that he had. And watching the joy drain from his face, that that made oh, my weight worth. That was worth. That was, that was worth a max ticket right there. That's right. I paid double for that max ticket. Thank you, TriMet. Yeah. Well, I mean, back back in the that's time. That's terrible. That's a terrible thing for me to say. 
but it's still, <laughs> still kind of true, though. <laughs> I mean, back in a time, you could just kind of go to the airport and watch the planes take off and land. I know. Which I actually used to like to do that. Form of entertainment. When I was young, we'd go to the Detroit airport and just yeah mm-hmm. watch planes. I actually like to watch people, um, like say goodbye or or mm-hmm. like reunite. Mm-hmm. That's weird. But <laughs> I don't think it's there's, weird. There's something, something it's touching. That I like. It's yeah, very, okay. it's very human. Uh, I guess. It reminds me of the somewhat contrived scene in Love Actually, or something like that, where like everybody's getting on the plane after this whole. Don't you dare compare me to a <laughs> rom com. But it's, but it's a great rom com. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, just like the the be, 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 you're not a rom com. <laughs> don't, don't fear, fear not. Um, it just reminded me of people on film trying to capture the human condition right, and how that right. is portrayed and played out through the series of um, hoops that one must go through at airports. Right on. That's all I was getting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just cool whenever like people don't fall out of the sky. Like, oh, you made it back. You're right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yay! <laughs> you experienced oh, the joy and miracle of flying in the air. Yeah. So you just reminded me of... Um, the most poignant part of my whole trip was actually the Greyhound ride back to Portland. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, gray ca- Greyhounds as microcosms of humanity, still true in 2018. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'll in just, in I'll what just, way? I'll just put or, it, oh, put okay, it that you way. just leave it like that. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, I could I could go into detail, but just, you know, the, the like, interesting range of people you meet or don't meet on any given Greyhound. And I was, like, queuing up because I had all my trip stuff because I'd been gone for two weeks. And... um there were some people on the waiting dock who were like kind of trading words about my appearance. And I was like, don't worry, I'm okay. Like I just came back from a trip, but I have like this huge purple puffy jacket and like uh, extra tough rain boots on and <laughs> like shorts because i was in the desert right um, but i brought the rain boots in case it rained because desert rain is really fun um and and just like kind of like hopping in but then having to um kind of monitor an individual to make sure they wouldn't like just go off on other passengers while the greyhound drivers like also trying to keep their shit together right and then you've got like these two like people from very different like like places in the world i guess i would say um like talking about how the way to fix this the economy is to um you b- make condos cheaper and the other person being like i can well, get behind that well, what do you what, like well what about that he's like yeah that's all we need to do is just make condos cheaper if condos were forty thousand dollars america would be america would be just fine yeah problem no, solved uh, yep exactly <laughs> Uh, so what's this guy running for i'll vote for him yeah. i don't know he also had some very particular comments about adult shops and the dowels so, <laughs> okay <laughs> like like i said microcosm right on um but you know never never a dull moment on a right. greyhound bus I'll it kind of reminds way. me of some late night rides on on some of the trimet buses oh yeah yeah, yeah. they can get pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh it, it was interesting i think i think the biggest moment uh where i was like a little bit um on edge was the guy beside me had um some stuff going on and might not be in a place where it's necessarily the greatest idea for him to be riding a greyhound solo across the u.s yeah um but when he started accusing the passenger behind us of stealing his sleeping bag um in a very racial overtone oh uh, that's where i was like dude he didn't fucking steal your sleeping bag yeah sit down (laughs) so like like i said a microcosm it's it's all in a greyhound ride america all in a day's work on a greyhound yeah Fortunately, he uh, listened to reason and okay, kind of well, like shut up and sat back down. So all is well. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun. I, I kind of like Greyhound rides, too, in that regard. There's always something interesting. 
You know where else there's always something interesting? Yeah. I know her. Where where is that, Eric? Uh Apex. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me jump over. <laughs> just just, just kidding. It's just kidding. <laughs> you know it's right across Kitty Corner yeah. to Apex. The Beermongers where I'm drinking this delicious Berlick Brewing New Noise IPA. Thank you, Beermongers. It's got like a 3D effect going on, kind of. Definitely. I put on some, uh, some of those. 3D glasses yep. and see what happens with that logo. Their labels are on point. Mm-hmm. That's a good name for a brewing company. Where does Berlick come from? I don't even know. Berlick is um, of barley, which is a ye old English term, and they encourage its use in daily nomenclature, such as damn. That, that cereal was really Berlick. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> if it had barley in it. Oh. Wow. Wow. Uh, not that I read that on their website some number of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like you pulled that out so naturally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got some I got some <laughs> crevices left for weird facts about different brewing companies in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm having a culmination Belgian golden ale called the Me Plus Tasty. And it's got a picture of a stump and says tasty on it, which it is. I am drinking a Lionheart Ginger Fix Kombucha. <laughs> and you have to say it like that when you're drinking it. Mm-hmm. What are you having, JP? And I'm having a level Let's Play, which is Dry Hop Pilsner. Kind of a Pac-Man 80s can, which Ooh. actually went to this brewery. It says it was brewed in a barn, which um, brewery didn't seem like a barn, <laughs> but uh, maybe it was, actually. It's out by the Columbia River. Um pretty deep east and a uh, pretty cool place if you haven't been there and you're mm-hmm. in the portland area check it out but meaning to ride ride a bike over there yeah, it's their, their it's label game is also on point definitely Did Where, you say yours was culmination culmination is that out of lebanon it's nope. out is of that? portland yeah oh okay it's kind of by that what is that there's like a dairy place um it's like where uh was it 20th or 21st crosses 84 yeah. Right in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, the old, what's that dairy the old dairy, the new dairy. Um, <laughs> if anybody knows where, let's see, there's a cider house there as well. Yeah. Um, it's Wait, ca- the Sunshine Dairy? It's it's like- t- Like just down the yeah, street Yeah, that's from, the one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of tucked right. in there. You wouldn't it's find it find. on a it's, normal yeah. you know, bike ride. That place to go is, there a, to get is there. a quiet, yeah. tucked away place of old Portland- but delicious beer. Just hanging on. Really good beer. Good food too. They do um, an interesting brewing. And the process. rent's all right. <laughs> the rent's all right. <laughs> yeah. There's also um, the the sock company there too that Randy has. Um, I sidekick socks. No way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go find. Them yeah. Now. Go say hi. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of uh, the brewery in in Lebanon that we kind of stayed at. Mm, what was that one called? I, I thought it was culmination. That's what I was thinking of. Trevor, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> also, sorry, I still haven't got the Swift Summit audio out yet. I'll get it out. I promise. I it's promise. too much. It's, it's, it's so hard. much good stuff. It's hard to condense that. Well, yeah. And it, what do you cut? I'll just put all like six hours out. <laughs> That'd be a hell for somebody to like try to download and listen do to. it. <laughs> A lot of it's like all behind the scenes stuff, though, is what I ended up doing, you know, which is sort of what I wanted to do in the, in the first place. Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll hear us later. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, spoiler alert or like, you know, maybe just sort of throwing the bait out a mm. little bit. Could we call it an Easter egg? 
Yeah. Or an <laughs> Easter egg to be. Yeah. Well, anyways, enough of this stuff. Let's talk about canoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So canoe camping. Well, we or didn't actually it? we didn't actually go camping. Oh, okay. This was a this was multimodal day trip. Day trip. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Could easily turn it into like a five day adventure, or you could do it in one day. We should have camped actually. <laughs> yeah. I think Thunder Island uh, maybe isn't allowed for camping. Oh, the for island itself. Times. Yeah. Yeah. I've been out there and people have been camping. Hmm. Yeah. No, we did it on the swing bikes that one time. Different time, right? I, I've never. And camped then the there. yeah. And then the mayor came with the lawnmower? Okay, we were on the shore. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't the island itself. I mean, across the... Um, you go down the like boat the ramp? Lock, right? Yeah. You okay. just the, the bridge over the I lock. thought that was the island. No? It was more like <laughs> a peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can ride a bike there, so it's not an island, but I just thought it was... Like island in quotes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it used to be? Like if they took so, the bridge out, you'd have to swim to it. Is there an actual Thunder Island? I is it in the center? Is. Okay. It's basically I'm looking at the gods you cross, you. you cross the locks on a bridge and then you're on an island. Yeah. That is Thunder Island. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just confused here. The, the more you know. I'm still confused. <laughs> but, I, but I feel like I'm figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, I've um I haven't camped on the little lock or the, the over the lock portion of it. And I think it was me yeah. because I just didn't know if it was. Okay guys, I'm right. Thunder Island is the one that you can bike to. Oh, you go the across lock the lock, yeah. And that's where we camped. See, look. Nice. <laughs> I didn't even know that was called Thunder Island. Yeah. But I was that's just not I was... where the brewery is. The Correct. brewery's on the other side. It's not on the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're moving shortly. You know, they really they said that, but we were <clears throat> there just a couple weeks ago. Me too. Uh, <laughs> I was there for are they, the are they still still planning on it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so they're we were under the impression that they would have been moved by now. Nope. They're moving up to that main drag, so they'll get a lot more drive through traffic. Mm. I'm trying to look up the road name. But it's just the road, the main road that, you know, is kind of parallel to, to eighty four that you can take through town. So it'll be right on that road. What are they gonna Next. do with all those vats? They're moving them. No. Yeah. So they talked oh about um like ideally it would have been awesome to get a crane. Because like they're basically just moving kinda up that hill up to yeah. the main road and they're talking how it'd be sweet to just have a crane big crane that could lift them from the brewery and bring them all the way up onto right. the new spot but they can't so they have to actually <laughs> they actually have to tip them over lay them down onto flatbed trucks or semis drive them you know an eighth, oh, eighth mile right, quarter right. mile wow. and then tip them back up oh man no I hope they survive but it's They'll cool survive. though they're, so they, they're doing their own build out and so they get to, you know, design it from the ground up, which mm. will be cool. Well, that's cool. Are they going to keep the lower spot as like an annex or something Mm-mm. like that? So that's actually city owned. Oh, interesting. And they're renting it as a historic building. Mm. Um, so they always kind of knew, uh, talking with the, the brewer there, uh, they always kind of knew that there was an end date. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they knew at some point they'd have to move. And uh, the city wants to, you know, turn it back into a community space, which essentially it is as a brewery, mm-hmm. but more of a Aren't thing. All beers and yeah. taverns, communities, <laughs> right? Right. Um, so yeah, they're going to turn it into like an event center. It sounds okay. like yeah, nice. That's kind of neat though, because within the area, if you're ever telling it or, or or where it's at to somebody who's not as familiar with the city, you can be like, oh yeah, the old Thunder Island building. People will be like, oh yeah, that one. I've had beer there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's instant advertising. People will just keep showing up, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would definitely be one it's of like, those people. I came here for the beer, but I guess I'll, I'll just Check do out. this historical tour yeah. now. <laughs> I've, always, I've always had a very like hit 
um, and miss experience, not in the quality, but in the open hours of that brewery. Mm. Like when I do bike trips there. I have the same thing with walking, man. Yeah. We had on the canoe like trip. Try to go this. there. It's yeah. all like, yeah, I want to go. I want to go buy beer from you. Mm-hmm. But then, um, you know, your schedule doesn't line up with their schedule necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, and in a perfect world, you should be able to buy a beer from a brewery at any hour of the day. Would be, would be a nice one. <laughs> it's all right. I made enough trips out there. I was yeah. able to get a, get a couple times in, so it's all well. <laughs> so canoe camping, you sent us, or not canoe camping, but canoeing. You sent day us trip. a little, a little route around the, the locks there. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sort yeah. Of how it came to? Uh, so that was kind of my discovery of, I mean, this was, we're talking about something that happened about four years ago. And this was my discovery of the ability for Google Earth and Google Maps to really just plan a trip, like, you know, see the place before you're ever there. This was my like aha moment of, mm. oh my God. And basically, I don't remember where the idea came from, but I had the idea of taking the canoe at this point in time. I was really doing a lot of canoe trips by nature, those are multimodal. And so, of course, I had never incorporated swing bikes and breweries and somehow that all just came into my head and uh, I put it together on Google Maps with, you know, crossing the Columbia. Had no idea whether that was safe or not. And especially in a canoe, it probably wasn't the best idea, but it worked out. Um, you know, our forefathers did this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis and Clark did it. Mm-hmm. I figured it People have been doing it long before Lewis and Clark did it. You know, yeah. Had you been, we survived. Had you had a lot of experience with canoes? prior to sort of planning this out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, canoe the Clackamas actually did a pretty crazy trip in uh, San Juan Islands, which mm. is probably the, the biggest trip I've done in that canoe. But um, I don't know, that day I thought the Columbia would be no big deal. Um, it's a pretty big body of water to cross. And with the currents and the tides, there were pretty pretty big waves by the time, you know, going across it to get, a few beers over in the Washington side mm-hmm. was no problem. But mm-hmm. then coming back, I'd have to say, uh, I was a little sketched out. Eric was a little sketched out. <laughs> yeah. I threw the life vest on. Yeah. Yeah. And was, I didn't, it, was it mostly that you were getting blown around just due to the surface? Well, coming into the locks, there were sort of, there's kind of currents and tides interacting. And so they're like standing waves. Mm-hmm. So we were just kind of bouncing up and down. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, because uh, it's affected by the ocean tides. Right. It's yeah. just a big body of water. I mean, it's like a more like a lake than it is a river, but it, with all those uh, tides current, you end up kind of feeling like you're paddling and not going anywhere. And then uh, <laughs> if you're not lined up correctly with the waves, you know, you can get yeah. thrown side to side. Ooh. I don't know. I, Eric and didn't tell me, which most people I go canoeing with don't tell me. What that, did like, I tell you? I'm afraid of water. Like, oh. you, you have a fear of drowning or whatever it was. <laughs> so I'm not. <laughs> I, it's yeah, on the air. So. Now, that, now that we're in the middle of this giant river, there's halfway, something I need to tell you. Halfway through the Columbia. I, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> no. Well, Eric, I, do you know yeah, how to swim? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, I swim in oceans. Why are you um, making yeah. <laughs> But no, I was just sketched out at like kerplunking in fully closed i guess okay mm-hmm. yeah and i was in the front of the canoe so i didn't have that perspective i think changes things so like um it felt like we were going up and down a ton and yeah i was a little sketched out and then yeah. like with the wind like jp was saying as soon as you get any angle it just wants to go whoosh, 
Yep. Because the wind just hits the side of the canoe then and wants to turn oh, it. Oh, okay. And so I'm trying to keep the thing straight and, you know, I'd overcorrect, overcorrect and yeah. That was the funny part is I wasn't paddling and so you were trying to steer in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Real funny. <laughs> you were just playing compass. Yeah. Playing compass all day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, the way over was glass. It was, you know, early in the morning. So um, it was mostly like time of day. Uh was maybe but, a big factor. Well, I think the, it's consistently windy in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's you yeah, always see the kite yeah. borders in Hood River, even here in town. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if we knew that or ignored it or didn't think about it. Had a couple of beers. Yeah. Um, but it really is a great tour that I kind of came up with. Um, I don't know how I thought of it, but to Car is it Carson or Stevenson right across Stevenson? Mm-hmm. Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple good places to get beer and food um if you just can get the canoe straight across from thunder <laughs> island um i think we pulled into a pier and pulled it up pulled the canoe up on shore kind of spent the day walking around uh it was like a library that had beer bookshop. on tap a yeah. bookshop and i think it was the bookshop plus beer shop yeah that's awesome and i think it was so amnesia brewing moved mm-hmm. from mississippi to washugo yep and the owner's wife i believe uh, open the bookshop and they have amnesia on tap. Whoa. Yeah. I heard um, amnesia didn't have as good of a time in Washougal as they thought they were going to. Really? Yeah. Or it's, at least that's it's, an article. It's still open? I hope so. Yeah. Amnesia was actually my favorite IPA in Portland before they picked up stakes. Um, so I now know a bookshop where I can go get some good well, amnesia on tap. Yeah, again, this was a couple of years ago, oh, okay. so they might not be around. Oh, sure. <laughs> I just got like, you see how excited I just got? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'll do my homework first. Um, so, so let me get this straight. You guys took your bikes out dragging a canoe with you, or how did you get the canoe? All right. there? You want it? Go Let's for see. It. I think we drove to the brewery, Thunder Island Brewery, okay. with swing bikes and a canoe, mm-hmm. dropped swing bikes, continued east, and uh, I think we launched the canoe near... Near the Easy Climb trail system. Yeah. So that was going to be our end destination on the swing bikes. So then we launched canoe there, went across, and it's it was kind of uh, with current to Stevenson, and then with current crossing again back to Thunder Island. So we never had to fight the current so much. Um, yep, just and, downriver. Yep. Shot through the Cascade Locks and then ended at the brewery. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then had some fish tacos. Yep. And then... Um, the swing bikes were just right there waiting for us. Right. So then we left the canoe there, rode swing bikes. I think it's about two miles to the easy climb trail system. So it's a single track trail system for, it's like entry level, mm-hmm. which is perfect for swing bikes. Right. Um. So then we rode the swing bikes on the trail systems until we were bored. And then the car was there. So then we loaded the swing bikes, drove back to the brewery, picked up the canoe, drove home. Very, very complicated, <laughs> but multimodal. Yeah, I don't Did know. I do you guys still do call to action? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I'll have to put the drums in in post, but well, we'll just pretend. We haven't had a CT right. in a while. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, this, as I mentioned earlier, was kind of my uh, aha moment with Google Maps and planning a trip. Just what I'm seeing more than I'd like to see on the internet is people just like, where should I go on a hike? What should I do? Well, my call to my call to action here is get out maps, just you know look at the train and kind of figure out a plan and just do what no one's done before. 
and just plan a multimodal trip and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Totally. JP is, yeah. And for a while we were doing stuff like every Sunday and JP was awesome. I, I don't think I ever came up with anything, but he <laughs> <laughs> would always be like, okay, we're going to do, you know, link two gorge hikes together over some unknown terrain. So, you know, we know there's two gorge hikes that go up the gorge in this direction and then let's link them up at the top side of the gorge the google earth sort of comes in right you're just getting a bird's eye view like what's the terrain like Mm -hmm. will i be able to yeah you can do a crazy crazy amount of planning with google earth or you know just look at the map and hope it works out it's the way to do it that's how they used to do it right (laughs) right right yeah the worst that happens is you turn back yep or pull out your smartphone (laughs) (laughs) look around for a signal (laughs) <laughs> yeah that Man. was that was a fun fun time and uh like just the swing bikes we took some videos and i i kind of looked over it before we came on on air and you know that was when eric iverson was pioneering the the one-handed curb ride with a beer in his hand <laughs> allegedly and close course <laughs> on close course professional driver on close yeah. course do not attempt um, is this the first time you did like any single track on the swing bikes or have you taken them out before it was probably we i think we know I think si- swing we, bikes i think like you know in the city we might have done stub stewart first on the oh, swing bikes yes for the down- wow that's actually pretty technical we didn't ride a lot of it but we rode some definitely with with uh, Alec, and he was ripping and we were trying to keep up nice that's right that'd be some fun single track yeah but for a while, we were trying to prove to the world, like I mentioned in the parking lot, mm-hmm. what's what's capable on swing bikes. We didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so it was fun to try to figure it out. And at one point, we actually swing bike to Cascade Locks. True story. Um, over Crown Point. And Back when it, you could bike all the way out to Cascade Locks. Yes. And it killed us. And so I had to call on a favor and to my friend Phil with a pickup and he picked us up and <laughs> we were dead. Yeah. So um, so it's capable with the bike, maybe not with your legs. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta build up to it. Yep. Yeah. I'd say you could do a lot of things on swing bikes. I think one of the interesting things about bikes as a vehicle is that, you know, it's been a hundred years plus and we're still figuring out neat things to do with them. Yep. Uh, one example just in terms of pursuit would be pathless pedaled. Uh, I think tweeted out a couple of weeks ago. They're like, remember when we were telling people that fly fishing on bikes was fun? And they just laughed at us. Right. Fly fishing now, is now a thing. Yeah. Now it's <laughs> oh, a yeah. thing yeah. I was going to say. So I, so I picture a point in time a little while from now where people are like, remember when you thought swing bikes were only for the city? <laughs> That's Guess right. what? That's what we thought too, but I don't, I don't know if it's actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> just give it some time. Yeah. We, yeah. We had all these ideas like we were going to be a swing bike, like a swing bike vendor for portland you know oh yeah um that was one idea what else that was a big one i really wanted to like rent out swing bikes thought like man that's a yeah. be a huge cash cow just everybody's gonna want to ride this but mm-hmm. I doubt it would have worked so swing, bikes, swing bike share yeah right <laughs> just call let's it, call nike right just now call it swing <laughs> see um do, are swing bikes something that you can get um sort of as like off the shelf or do you still have to create them Totally. Those look pretty built out for the ones you got outside. Yep. So interestingly enough, um, the swing bike was allegedly invented in Oregon. Really? 
even more interesting. I don't remember this. Cascade our... locks. No. So yeah. it all comes together in Cascade locks. Somebody yeah. did that little hairpin turn on their way to Stormbreak or to uh, Thunder Island <laughs> yeah. Brewing Company. And they were like, you know what would take this turn? A swing bike would yeah. take this turn. Um, so originally they started retrofitting the uh, the Schwinn, was it the Stingrays? Yeah, the Schwinn style one. Yeah, that was kind of the original one. Um, and so I think at some point you could buy those off the shelf. Um, mm-hmm. Donnie Osmond was a big fan of those. Another interesting point. <laughs> he wrote it on oh, whatever that I show was. See video of Donnie yeah. Osmond on a on a swing bike. Um, and the ones we we have out there are um, available online too from America's Bike Company. dot com. That I remember. From. They're all main China, but yeah. Side point. <laughs> I'd like to know more about the history. I think they're kind of a big bike distributing company yeah you so, can, they sell knockoffs of all sorts of stuff so one could theoretically still maybe track down the original creator of the swing bike you just know, over yeah. via a visit and a couple of questions to cascade locks we should have done that just I, post up at thunder island I smell a story in the matrix just, yeah. you know anybody who comes through the door do you know the guy does anyone know the guy have you seen this bike <laughs> have you seen this guy question mark question mark <laughs> Put him on a milk carton. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a beer can. Yeah, that would do it. <laughs> cool. Um, I also saw that you had done some blade packing recently. What yeah. Is, what is blade packing and how does one do it? Ooh. I think this was also JP's idea. I'm really idea. excited about blade packing. So, I think this will be a thing. Yeah. I know, I know it was a rough start. <laughs> I'll let you get started. Yeah, there is a, some breaking news on the blade, pra- blade packing front. <laughs> Um, so I, I think, yeah, I, I'm claiming idea credit on this one. Um, I came up with it and then, then Eric made it happen. Basically it's one of those, uh, we're at a bar, it's near Petalpalooza. Boom. Eric puts it on the calendar. (laughs) And and then we have to do it. (laughs) JP's like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we went like, you know, bike packing only with rollerblades and then, you know, yeah, Eric, you just. Okay, it's on the calendar. Yeah. We got to do it now. It's easy. It's free. <laughs> Just strap um, all the gear you yeah. need on your rollerblades. Right. So we did it. <laughs> nice. I think, was it three years ago now? was the first one because every other year because once you do it, you're like, that was stupid. And then you don't do it for a year. <laughs> right. And then the next year you think it's a good idea again. <laughs> but yeah, the first year we had probably 10 people mixed mixed uh, rollerblades, skateboards, roller skates, Um and then Delaney came through with the bike, which allowed us to carry all the beer. Oh, right. And the other stuff. <laughs> oh, first year you were on a scooter. That's right. Pulling just, us on blades. Yeah, I just dislocated my knee recently, so I scooted. Oh, goodness. Back before scooters were cool. Remember <laughs> <laughs> when scooters were not cool and yeah. everyone was like, scooters will never come back. Yeah. <laughs> all, turns out all we had to do is... Throw so, a motor on it. Yeah, basically, we just keep rolling the dice at ideas, and eventually one of them will, will hit. Yeah, so if you're not following hashtag blade packing. Uh, at blade packing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I don't know, we want to, basically, there's a guy who's done it already before us, like, legit. Um, really? He had uh, just kind of like a camp stove and some pictures of him, like, blading through the mountains wow. with a backpack and rollerblades, so... Do you wow. strap or create uh, holding spots on the blades themselves? For Absolutely. Gear? Okay. It's essential. Because I feel like that's like that's one a of lot the of rules of like a lot packing. of weight, but also that's kind of how you how you'd have to do it. Yeah, and 
it's part of the absurdity, which okay. is a big part for us. <laughs> so like, well, that's part of the fun, right? Here's like so a Photoshop. Cool. So you got like the uh, the backpack, oh, backpacking nice. bags. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really absurd. Hmm. Um, so since Pedal Blues, have you guys been out on on blades yet? No, but this no. guy's inspiring. Yeah, um, he's actually doing it. We did it like so last year. It was it was a Sunday night. The calendar was so full. Right. Um, we did a Sunday night, and it was it rained, so it was kind of a right. bit of a no show. Mm. We had a guy in skates show up. Oh, I didn't show. <laughs> no, you were, no, you were there when we met at the polo court. Oh, I thought you were talking about the year before. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, the year and then the year before we didn't do it, and then two years, I guess three years now. Um, that was the year we had about ten people, and we actually did camp where we were planning to camp. Yeah, and we were at uh, Poets Beach. And it was like the only pedal palooza ride I've ever been to. I've been to probably hundreds now where we actually got kicked out. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, Noah showed up with the sound system and we were karaoke 90s songs. And that one song came on where it's like, hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Green on hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? And, and everyone all, was just, just belting. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I can, I can totally see this happening. All of a sudden, a bunch of coffee show up and they're like, <laughs> you got to leave. I'm like, what? <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? Finish the song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we didn't, we huh. haven't actually camped out on Rollerblades yet. Hmm. So maybe year number three, which will be 2020. And that was the first year where we were we went made a loop through downtown Portland screaming blade packing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think about it, but everybody probably thought we were packing knives, right? Oh god. <laughs> blade those, packing. Like, they, should, they saw us they turned around and saw us on rollerblades and they're like, Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's 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 where it's good to go. <laughs> like things you look back on differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um so one of the cool things we found out, was it at Blade Packing we found out? Yeah. Hmm. So at Blade Packing this year, a guy shows up on roller skates and tells us that there's roller hockey every Monday at Alberta Park at the polo court. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been hitting that up this summer. And oh. that, So we both played growing up, and it was a real passion of mine. Roller blades go deep with me. I mean, the, you, the fruit, you grew up in in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Fruit booting, hockey, and, and rollerblades. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been fun too. So the rollerblading just keeps on going. Just picked up another pair of goodwill. Got to find a hockey stick. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. I haven't actually like gotten that much exercise. Uh, rollerblading when you're focused on playing roller hockey, you're working pretty much every angle of your ankle, hmm. and uh, just kind of exercise that I hadn't done since I was probably 13 years yeah. old and it was a good time. I did it twice and definitely down to do it again. Uh, I don't know. Should we give a shout out to the, is it Ryan running the, basically mm-hmm. the Portland roller hockey right on Facebook Check and, out. and Instagram. Yep. Cool group of guys that basically show up and girls that um, just are out on Monday night, having a good time, all amateurs. I mean, I think there's like professional level indoor, roller hockey venues you can go to, which I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is kind of just for people who haven't rollerbladed or whatever. If you have, if you're good, bring it. But otherwise, if you mm-hmm. haven't, bring it too because everybody's just having fun. And I had a great time. I don't have a stick. They pretty much had gear to share. Oh, nice. Um, 
I'm planning on buying a stick and getting back into it. So okay. it's fun. It's coming and, back. And it's very like, you can be as safe as you want to. No one's going to check you. Hardly anyone's wearing pads, helmets for sure, some gloves, but um, it's all about having fun and not getting hurt because yeah. almost everyone's in there. No jerseys 30s. pulled over yeah. anybody's yeah. heads. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, like, you get there and you're like, I kind of want to be able to do this 30 years also from now. Yeah. Like, we're, we're not going to tear each other apart. <laughs> I was trying to find the Instagram. I thought it was Portland Roller Hockey. We'll put it, I guess I'll get it to you and yeah. put it in the show notes. We'll put it in in post. This, this I, I actually mean, we'll put it in post. We'll do it in post. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any um, other trips planned now that we're getting a little bit into that more somber season as far as things go? Um, yeah, do the, do the swing bikes get put away for the winter? <laughs> um, no, they're, they're always ready to rock. Well, except when they have, you know, I don't know, I had to change a flat today, but um, they always seem to get flats, at least for me. But, um, that's a really bad side note, but um, <laughs> as far as trips go, um, fat uh, fats giving could happen again. We've done that a couple of years. Um, fat bikes at um, Tugman State Park and ride the sand dunes from like Friday to Sunday after Thanksgiving. Um, I'm I'm eyeing that one up again because it didn't happen last year. But you wouldn't take the swing bikes. Out. No, sorry, fat bikes. Yeah, okay. I take yeah. the ECR, which is a three inch, not technically a fat bike, but it still works. What do they call that? Like twenty nine plus. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a fat bike for me. It's fat. Enough, Three inches you know. is plenty of tire. I yeah. feel. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I like to. I always try to do a Stub Stewart trip in the winter. I don't think I've done it for a year or two, but that's always on my kind of radar. I was. I have these pipe it's dreams. Like one one weekend in January or February, where for there's just this cosmic alignment where like, it's just really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One weekend. Yep. Yeah. And if you can catch it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's, a, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for, yeah. Thanks coming for coming on in. the show. Sure. Absolutely. So canoeing, just, just Google earth it. That's right. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I mean, any, many fine adventures to be had. Yeah, any adventure, yeah. just plan it out, uh, you know, without doing, like, reading other people's research is one thing. You got to do a little bit of that, but just looking at the map, finding trails that are out there, whether you're into hiking, mm-hmm. I guess you can do it with biking, everything, canoeing especially. Yeah. Did you ever, I, I didn't think about this, but the, the Columbia is a, is a shipping uh, river. Like, did you ever encounter any, like, large I did shipping? on my sailboat. Oh yeah. I was out there. I've got a Hobie cat. Uh-huh. And uh it was kind of funny because there was a big sh- pretty big ship going by and it it happened to be pretty windy one of the days where I was actually um they call it flying a hull when you have one hull kind of out of the air, out of the water. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're sailing into the wind and basically like I could see the guys on the ship like all staring out at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like just cutting across and I mean wasn't like an issue where I was in their way or anything, but oh, okay. yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, and you never realize like how big they are when you're like looking at them from like say the Skidmore Bluffs, for example. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking down in the river and you see them go by. You mm-hmm. never realize how big they are until like you're right level with them. They're yeah, freaking huge. Yeah, I've canoed by them, and that really brings them into scale. That reminds me of uh, another trip I did where I used TriMet and uh, just did a solo trip. I canoed. Through wait, how like did you seven. canoe by TriMet? So I well, I dropped off the canoe, um, 
So I, I just started, I drove to where I was putting in and I put in above all seven locks on the Willamette. Uh-huh. And I solo canoed through seven locks. They did them all just for me. Uh, the guys, <laughs> yeah. The guys were like, it. I don't know if they'll still do that or not. But, um, a little while back. And they had did to you, have, did them you have to tip them? <laughs> like, like, took, it took forever for them to like lower the water. Oh, wow. I'm like, just for me and then wherever i ended up i basically hopped on the trimet went mm-hmm. back to where my car was and oh cool yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. that's always like the problem you have to solve is that like take put in or take out yep it's it's, it's the universal like hmm how do i how do i go about this yep uh coming from trying to figure that one out many times on the north fork of the sani am out of sale <laughs> yeah and usually bikes are a great route oh, or yeah. a great option um but trimet's a little nicer so otherwise <laughs> you've got to stash the bike drive and i would be so nervous the whole time like are my bikes okay yeah mm-hmm. be all right so back when lewis and clark were paddling around like who was working at all these dams <laughs> right did they did, have to get out and did they have to tip they the had dam to operators lower, <laughs> they had to lower the water themselves work the pumps <laughs> actually they had to build the pumps <laughs> then work them themselves <laughs> damn it there's no locks here mm-hmm. so was that all north of uh, or upstream yeah, of Lake Oswego? Or, up above Oregon City. Or Oregon City. Yeah. So that's what I meant. Yeah. Cool. I wonder, I, I kind of, I don't have a canoe, but part of me wants to try it just to see like what somebody would do. Like, like showing up yeah. alone on, <laughs> on a canoe. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, so how do I get through here? Or like, what's <laughs> what's the jankiest you know, raft that, that would allow <laughs> put together like those, uh, one of those like blue barrels yeah. that like, you know, used to like hold soap or something, just seal them up. So they float, tie them together. Hmm. Yeah. Paddle. Down Why not? I bet sis fails done. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the time I actually had no idea that there was going to be seven locks. Wow. Oh, right. I was lucky that they let me through. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder That's if it's awesome. like the, I never so, heard that. For the bridges in Portland, it's similar. Like if you're tall enough to need the bridge to go up, the bridge goes up. Right. Uh, sort like, of deal. They have to you do don't it. even have to be tall enough. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Uh, it was a Dr. No question years oh, back. Okay. Uh, Dr. No is like, you know, on, was, on the I, Willamette Week. My brain jumped um, to Dr. Something because I oh. really like that album. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm on your page now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ask Dr. No. Um, I think the answers are generally legit, even if the questions aren't necessarily legit. But the, <laughs> the question was like, you know, what does it? What is the protocol for um for raising and lowering the drawbridges? Because whoever wrote in was like, you know, I see boats do it, and they definitely aren't tall enough. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, the answer was essentially like, if you contact the right people and you know who to who to call and like how you know, to signal if you, through yeah how to signal through and call ahead at, at just the right time you could be essentially in a canoe hmm. with they'll, the raise, with... <laughs> they'll raise the bridge for you nice with a 50 foot mast right <laughs> i don't know if i can get through <laughs> big bamboo through. mast. <laughs> <laughs> just oh. raise this big bamboo pole just as you go through <laughs> oh i'm like picturing a, a second canoe trip through the seven locks but with a bamboo mast just the right height with a little flag that says thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Just like eye nice. level. <laughs> yeah, seven seven locks, seven bridges. Side, sorry on yeah. the other. Yeah. Indeed. I paid for this. It's true. It's true. We are we are taxpayers. So 
There's, there's I mean, that. I could be wrong, but that was my understanding of mm-hmm. of that. No, that of that answer makes sense to me. <laughs> um, cool. Well, would you like to hang around for our calendar and headlines? Totally. Awesome. Yeah. Alrighty, we'll get it going. Well, yes. Here comes Tim Mooney. I love, I love, I love, I love. Don't don't ever use that. The all, all clipping episode. <laughs> You're not going to be referencing how like how horrible the sound is, but I'm going back and putting the actual sound in post. <laughs> Everybody's like, what, what are, are you talking, talking about? about? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know either. That's half of the fun. It's the second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. The second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. The... Also, second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. And also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. Last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. And every second Sunday of every month right here in Portland is the Corvidai Bike Club Ride. I was was there. Actually, I made the last ride with Anna. But then we had to leave early because we got nervous about flights and also... Uh, we didn't have food those standby tickets (laughs) yeah and i didn't have dinner yet so we were like oh we should we happened to be biking by the uh fred meyer that was closest to Mm -hmm. our house okay we'll we'll peel off here so like uh, that's a like an element of portland rides or of the ride spirit i I feel like no one should should or can or does ever fault folks for not finishing the ride i feel like it's i'm sure they're they're totally cool cool. we we did sort of people show up i felt a little guilty for not saying goodbye Mm. you know so uh goodbye everybody (laughs) (laughs) there you go we'll see you soon (laughs) yeah see you see in a few um Uh, well what was i gonna say about that though oh shit anyways yes oh no I was I was honestly wondering like how their no drop um policy was gonna go like oh. as we peeled off were they just gonna follow us and be like hey uh you guys all right mm-hmm. you, do you need to drop because this is a no drop ride mm-hmm. you know you gotta <laughs> yeah. come along with us they're actually sitting outside the trailer right now right <laughs> Aaron, we're, are waiting. You okay? we're waiting <laughs> October twelfth the Gladys Bikes fifth anniversary oh uh, it was so fun it already happened it did. <clears throat> <laughs> November 9th and 10th, the Portland Podcast Festival, where you will see us not on stage, but out in the crowd and, volunteer. vo- and volunteering. Yeah. Yes, we'll be there in some capacity or another. I think I volunteered for toilet cleanup. Nice. It's <laughs> a job that needs to be done. <laughs> I just thought of the worst job that oh. like nobody would want. I was reading an article on um, sort of pride of those types of tasks and it's oh, really? one of the higher like job satisfaction type jobs really? for people that are in that huh. provided um there's like recognition from like mm. some source within the or- organization or right. agency someone so as long as yeah. someone recognizes like how yeah how i think it's the noticing of like these aren't dirty all the time hmm, right. i wonder how that happens <laughs> But yeah, anyway. It must be magic. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure what I'm um, being slotted for, but I'll let you know. <laughs> we, uh, I don't know either. We, we might actually to get to really clean up. <laughs> you heard it first. Um, that will be us cleaning up the toilets. So come. There'll be extra the stickers on those stalls now. Exactly. Exactly. See, it, it'll all work out. Hey, some upcoming film by bike dates. Hood River, Oregon, October 30th. Akron, Ohio, November 4th. Arcata, California, November 15th. Bendigo, Australia, November 30th. Oh, is that the... That's their shirt. Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. This one? Yeah, one of the planners from Bendigo um, actually was on a trip up through Portland and ah. got a chance to meet with a festival last year. Okay. And was kind enough to bring some shirts from oh, his festival. Awesome. So 
It's an um, iBike BGO. Yeah, Bendigo. And BGO is Bendigo. Yep, cool. Exactly. All straight Bendigo from Australia. Was his name? Oh, I bet they <laughs> never get tired of that. Phoenix, Arizona, November thirtieth. Boise, Idaho, January eighteenth. Hey, all right. Um, can I just get a little quick uh, comment, please? Uh, I know you've uh, talked about the P Town E Scoot Throwdown before. <laughs> yes, and is I keep there pushing it back. <laughs> keep pushing it back, and I have to apologize for anyone who tries to show up on the date it used to be on. But uh, I travel a lot for work, so I keep having to push it back. So I apologize. I'm sorry. So do you have a date for? Yeah, right now it is. It's like. Because I'm, no. I'm going to add it as you as you say this. No, you really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. That... I wonder how many people have showed up. Because the first time you put it, you put it out there. Like we really, we really fronted that. And, yeah. and I say that I like not that. not yeah. to give you like any guilt or we, anything. We say just... that because we were excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have some fun ideas. So it's it's me and another guy who actually had electric scooters for the last couple of years. Um. And we both have to be there for it to happen. Right. Right. So it's right now it's October 29th. Nice. And I'll give a little preview. We're going to have a jump for sure, um, obviously. And then um, we're talking about doing like scooter polo. But those things are so hard to ride one-handed. Mm. Yeah. They're so twitchy. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to do um, scooter soccer because you can ride them one-footed really easily. Oh, yeah. And yeah. this is specifically for e-scooters? Any scooter you want to bring, skateboards, okay. bikes, all welcome. We, we don't discriminate. If you come with a bike, though, you got to figure out how to put a platform on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on to... What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? All right. Hey, first up, just a bit of announcement. Our good friend and legend Joe Kermaski was a guest on a podcast. The podcast is called the Adventure Sports Podcast. Don't let the name dissuade you. It's a pretty good podcast. And their, their 431st episode has Joe telling stories in the way that you expect him with that just sense of wonder and tenderness that he always has. Also from bikeretailer.com, can cargo bikes help in a disaster? Yeah! Emergency managers want to find out. Duh. It, yes, they can. <laughs> we already know, or many of our listeners already know the answer to well, that. We've done this already. Uh, <laughs> but it, it should and can also be done elsewhere. The Arlington Office of Emergency Management held a disaster relief trial on September 29th where participants were asked to compete complete obstacles and challenges using cargo bikes and regular bikes as the tools for disaster response. Quote, we don't have a plan in place to use bicycles in the event of an emergency, said Samantha Brand, the deputy coordinator for Arlington Emergency Management. We are using this event to learn more about the capacities of bikes during said emergencies. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, we did this and it was great and it was fun, but we're not doing it anymore. It's interesting. I, I mean, I... I know, like, the reasons is we just don't have anybody to organize it. But in the meantime, let's not forget our skills. And, you know. like, did the city do anything in in reaction to those events? Oh, no. I don't think they were. 
they were really ever supported or, or sponsored. Yeah, Steve Novick was there one year and did oh, a big true. did a big that's speech right. about really? how great yeah. it was. Yeah, interesting. Um, but but you're, it you're might right. just like, be it, pomp and circumstance. Plan, yeah. Has there any been in, been any planning in place after that? That's mm. a good question. Yeah, inquiring I, minds want to know. I wouldn't. I'd say I just straight up forgot about that whole like, I guess interaction. I hadn't pictured Novick there either, even though we did it like three years in a row, two years, three years, right around there. I don't say this, right? Five years. Oh wow! Yeah. Six, well, I I also want to state the Sprocket podcast won the last year we had it, so maybe that's why we're not having it anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, these guys won. No one's going to beat that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's got to be it. <laughs> Concept proven. <laughs> right. uh, that was uh, we borrowed uh, uh, Ross's. Oh yeah, uh, Metro feats and. Then Brock was on a tall bike, and I just had my bike with a trailer on it. I, I borrowed a bike from Joe Bike Plug. Oh, yeah? Yep. <laughs> They've got some rugged bikes. Uh, PDX Podcast Festival is looking for volunteers. If you oh, yeah. would like to join us in volunteering for a neat show and event, please email pdxpodfestival at gmail.com for more information. Ooh. We also have on the list 18 projects Portland says would speed transit and boost ridership. Uh, this was an I didn't see this. Article. I added it Ooh, this really is awesome. sneakily yeah. in the last uh, two minutes, I think. I mean, I, I, I didn't even, no, that's fine. I didn't even know this article existed. Yeah. Now so I, I got something to read tonight. This, this one comes to us courtesy of Oregon Live. Um, planners have wow. identified 18 different projects within the metro area, which would uh, both increase transportation and boost bike ridership uh, as it as it has in the title it would take a little while to go through all 18 projects but many of them are those which listeners of the show would already be familiar with such as the retrofit of the burnside bridge and inclusion of cycling lanes and better uh, access and also nato parkway uh, for their uh, permanent bike lane which was not so permanent as of right now, uh, as people may recall. <laughs> uh, but the exciting part is uh, now transportation officials say they want to hear from residents about how to prioritize the list. The city plans to take a smaller list of potential projects to the city council on October 25th. Holy crap, that's coming up quick. Oh, dang. Um, yeah, that's so maybe like we'll tweet this Thursday? out as well. I'm yeah. sure there will be, ad- yeah, there are additional open houses scheduled for later this month okay. to discuss the projects. Some projects could break ground next year, and the city hopes to deliver a final number of projects or, or to deliver a number of projects over the next five years. Hmm. All right. And one last headline from the Oregonian. Uh, this came in before you or after you signed off. <laughs> so, so we must like have been it. working on these like independently. I enjoy our tic-tac-toe. Uh, <laughs> this is Oregon Eyes' $1 billion plan to add passenger trains between Portland and Eugene. Mm. So how cool is that? Uh, Kate Brown, our governor, believes Amtrak passenger rail service in the Willamette Valley is, quote, one of the most underutilized assets in Oregon's transportation system. Nikki Fisher, the governor's press secretary, said in an email, it has the potential to reduce congestion on I-5, which we all would love, Mm. and assist the meeting. That was my comment, by the way. (laughs) And assist (laughs) Oregon's carbon reduction goals. The governor's expectation is to have an improved level of service and a plan that will result in housing opportunities adjacent to stations, which would be even cooler because that is... I think one of the one of the barriers to entries mm. for like 
most rail transit is that it's not really close to any yep. any livable space. Indeed. And I'm remembering now, I think I sent this and then I like <laughs> forgot that I sent it to you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> back, uh, in, back in the hotel room in Utah. <laughs> Brock, Brock sent it back. Oh, did he? Yeah. I'm one of those writers. Yeah. Brock, he's now, Brock he's now commuting, commuting, commuting by it, Amtrak. Yeah, it's been fun watching his uh, updates from the train. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. It's on the record. Brock, Brock approves. <laughs> and lastly, we have a piece of mail. Just kidding. Lastly, we have. Firstly, we have, we have to play our mail riff jingle. <laughs> we got mail. Hey, we got mail. Wait, wait. I'm going to do this. I'm going to turn it up on the computer all the way. Just listen to this thing clip so poorly. I'm going to leave this one in. I dig it. We got mail. <laughs> hey, we got mail. It's so bad. The distorted tuba or whatever that is. <laughs> John in Goldendale sent us a PSA. John from Goldendale sent us a PSA in French. Yes, let me pull that up. That's a picture. Wait, what? Us. It's a it's a um, public service announcement. Uh, I'll just have to. Show it's it not you. a PSA then. It's got to be something else. Oh, it's a. It's, it's a sign. Du service. <laughs> The public. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. We've lost all of our listeners in France. <laughs> it's okay. And Quebec. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we've definitely lost all of our listeners in France. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a sign. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to say it in French. I have. I have a little bit more respect than that. S'il vous plaît. S'il vous plaît. <laughs> but uh, the translation, he says, this is from a bike shop in in uh, Lyon. Uh, the translation he says is the everyday bicycle for you. Next line: the bicycle. What is dangerous is not to do it. Ooh, provocative. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I agree wholeheartedly. We should all not not do bicycle. <laughs> it's dangerous not to not not do. Yes. <laughs> the only danger of the bicycle is to not do it. So mm-hmm. not not do it. Exactly. Everybody. Well said. <laughs> also from mail we've got marshall uh with some comments on deep cut episode 291 <clears throat> marshall says in my quest to listen to back episodes this one was very interesting particularly after listening to the rebroadcast of episode 204 uh parentheses uh episode 435 wrong this is episode 435 <laughs> oh. <laughs> where uh aaron is Anna, he from the future oh snap he just predicted that we'd read it on this on this right, episode. Yes. No, Marshall's ahead of us. Still ahead of us. <laughs> Where Aaron and Anna are like little school kids. In this, <laughs> in this quote, Aaron states Anna is someone that he is quote very much in love with. Wait, it's, when did I say this? It's on the air, apparently. No, according in, to Marshall. In episode two hundred four, that we had just met. <laughs> Well, also, anyways, <laughs> provocative. This, I believe, is a first on the podcast. Also, is it hot in here? <laughs> just get hot. <laughs> JP, you mentioned you you just listened to this episode, right? Yeah, I just checked it out. I uh, didn't actually listen to it, but I'm oh. going to. <laughs> I didn't realize that you guys I, had met on the Sprocket, which is awesome. Well, we met like just before, and then I booked her on the Sprocket. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I honestly. I haven't listened to it. Um, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I did listen to it 
probably with way too much uh wait <laughs> yeah well I, I i know i've listened to it more than any other episode and probably <laughs> that's maybe pretty cute, Aaron. maybe too much more than any other episode <laughs> I don't know. that's that's pretty cute <clears throat> anyways <laughs> onward he says <laughs> he does uh, oh. brock also asks to those who are power loading or power listening to the episodes if there's some type of story arc that is evolving mm. and he came up with these two things three things these four things, these, these three, exactly three things. Uh, one, Brock has stated more than once in some form or fashion that he didn't want to have kids, and now he's a dad. <laughs> Not a story arc, but definitely a plot twist. Two. Oh, go ahead. Do you want me to get this one? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Aaron's straight edge, heart of stone, has softened over the years. Uh, Noticeably, no, it has it. No, Noticeably, it has it. <laughs> after episode 204. Wow. Uh, <laughs> number three, I've now listened to several episodes where Guthrie has hosted, and it's a night and day difference between the back episodes and the episodes coming out in 2018. He's really grown into the role. Oh, nice. Thanks, Marshall. <laughs> And he also says, speaking of deep cuts, he's found on a on a different episode. Uh, he commented that he found the uh, Vimeo link for Hurtbird's uh, "I Like My Bike." Couldn't find it on. Let me see if I can open this. Is up. there like a full video for that? I don't, I don't know if it's a video or just like a a link to the song. I didn't uh, get a chance to yeah to watch it, but we can link it. Mm. Yeah, it's not coming up. The show notes. Our internet curses us once again. Yep. Thanks for the na- analysis. Who is this? Marshall? Marshall. That's very good analysis. Did you happen to meet him like the five yes. minutes he, he was in Portland? Yeah, when yeah. was that? It was, uh, was that at LaFart? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was there for the start of LaFart. Yep. Awesome. <clears throat> Thanks for writing, Marshall. Um, Richard Wazinski also comments on episode 432, where, uh, if you remember, oh, and my computer just died. Um <laughs> If you remember, he we had talked about uh, sticker placement. Oh and yeah, and I called it the seat tube or seat oh, post. Oh yeah, seat. Yep, seat and tube versus post. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And he says it's seat post and then seat tube. Okay, seat yeah. tube is what the seat post goes into. That makes seat sense. Seat post goes into the seat, seat tube. I remember I equivocated unnecessarily on that point because I just totally was not was no, not, that's the thing. Was not framing like, it well that day. Like once he stated oh. that, I was like, "Oh yeah, duh." Yep. But yeah, at that time we were all unsure. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I put stickers on the seat post before and regretted it later when someone shorter needs to ride the bike. Oh right, because like, ah, then it, it eats the sticker. Didn't think Wait, of that. See, I I still was only eighty percent there. Eric just drove it home for me. Mm, drove what? The concept of seat post and seat tube. Oh, okay, I, yeah. I should things I should know, but like get still get confused about the bike world. <laughs> <laughs> I get confused on the stays. You got the chain stay. What's the other one called? Seat, seat stay. stay. Aren't the seat stays the one that go up? Yeah. Okay, you got the chain stay on the chain side. Yes. Is there a name for the one on its opposite side? Also chain stay. They're both chain stays. Yes. <sighs> That's frustrating. <laughs> okay. Except on a swing bike. <laughs> where they're fun stays <laughs> fun stays <laughs> so we got a few more uh, one Tim, Mo- Tim Mooney just mentioned that he loves that we're repotting the back oh, episodes yeah. out of our that have dropped out of our feed mm-hmm. and yeah it's just something that uh, 
that we've decided to do now that we're oh gosh we got so many episodes <laughs> <laughs> we just want to want to share some of the good stuff from yeah. the early years yeah um also uh phil from alaska sends us a, a dispatch and a picture of bear poop but i Ooh, can't load right. that picture right now Hey, Phil. Uh, <laughs> he says, we're so nonchalant about bears in Alaska that we don't even avoid driving through their poo. And there's a picture of, of his bike tracks going through bear poo. Hmm. Plus, then you get to have your wheels smell like berries for right. the next couple miles. Berries? Sometimes. Bear berries. <laughs> right? He <laughs> says, crazy? <laughs> What's crazier? I see bear poo and think of the sprocket. I think that says more about me than you guys. Hmm. Also, candy corn is the shit. Sorry, Aaron, but you're wrong on this one. Mm -hmm. Bears agree. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) And lastly, from Dale Freeman, no relation, said, just finished episode 434 and found the discussion with Darius from Omni being the air thing of things. Interesting. Three syllables for him, four for me. Nice. But the highlight, it was the jackassery that's, Started with the headlines through the end, laughed uncontrollably at the podcast goal that resulted in the interplay between two best buds as they discuss the advantages of supple gum walls, whether <laughs> whether uh, silver or high-vis black, as Brock referred to it, fit within Aaron's color scheme as they jammed on the Dave Matthews and as Brock tried to supplant Anna on a ride with Aaron. <laughs> This episode is definitely one for the highlight reel. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> and that <laughs> is the last one. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a gem. I gotta hit, hit that one. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta listen. So that's it. We've reached the end. Yet another and, episode. And hopefully our backup will have caught most of it. Yay. Also, once again, Eric and JP, thanks thank for joining us. Thank you guys for coming. Any thanks last... For any last notes for our listeners? Anything you're excited to put out over the waves? Get some rollerblades at Goodwill and join us on our next uh, rollerblading adventure. Definitely. Ride is, a swing bike. Yes. Ride rollerblades. Is Chill Bike coming back this winter? Oh, oh yeah. Chill why, Bike. Yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah. I'll just keep delaying it, but it will happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> pretty chill. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. The Sprocket Podcast is produced by... They're produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio, thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Melengard. Wayne Norman, Ethan Georgie, Eric Iverson. Who's right here? What? Ah! Cameron Lane, Richardson. Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weitz, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Dave Knows, Chris Smith, who we'll have on soon, Caleb Yay. Jenkinson, JP Keeley, who's right here, what? <laughs> Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, it was nice to see you this weekend, and Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G., Guthrie Straw. Oh, you had to read your own name Hello. again. Aaron Green, <laughs> author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regrainery. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton. Chris Rossin, Rory in Michigan, Michael Florney. 
Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Cato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tan, Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg. Oh, hey, special shout out to Jason mm-hmm. Oftenberg this week. You know why. Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grossbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and Chris Barron, Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Marshall, Paula at Food and Talkie Cyclecraft, Philip M. and Spartandale. No relation. And all former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. And swing your bike. Swing Swing your bike! (laughs) 